Welcome to Detoxing from the Matrix podcast, formerly known as Sobriety, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. This podcast is a place for illuminating conversations that will take you from divided to divine, pain into purpose and suffering to sovereignty while we detox the fuck out of your mind body and soul from all those limited programs of separation struggle scarcity and pain i'm your host lindsay caricardi and this podcast is for all the rebel souls who seek to live deeply authentically and fully expressed as the divine badasses you are note this episode was originally recorded when it was Sobriety Podcast and has been added here to detoxing from the matrix due to copyright issues on the name Sobriety. I have no affiliation with the trademark Sobriety brand or method. Hello, 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 divine badasses. It is Lindsay here once again, spiritual practitioner and spiritual coach, teacher, seeker, and published author. And today, welcome to another divine download of Soul Variety Podcast, where on today's episode, we are talking about the artistry of addiction. But what does that even mean? So welcome, seekers, badasses, divine rebels. It is lovely to have you here again. I just invite you to take a deep breath in with me and let's all just get plugged in, tuned in, tapped in and turned on to the consciousness that is wanting to flow through today. So join me, if you will, just welcoming you into this space, filling up your lungs, filling up your belly. Let's just let that breath go all together. And just recognizing the sheer power and the perfection of this thing called life. Recognizing the absolute perfect parameters that have played out to lead you right here, right now to this moment as the version of you that you are right now, where you are receiving this transmission, receiving this prayer, receiving this information in the knowing that you are currently holding. That is perfection. And I just recognize all of that as the unfolding of the one mind. I recognize you as the unfolding of the one mind as you in the perfection that it all is. And I am just so grateful for this journey. I am so grateful for this platform. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who listen and love this message. And so grateful that we get to have these conversations. And I just declare another powerful download, another powerful session of soul sobriety, another powerful, illuminating and enlightening conversation around the natures of how we create. And I just released this up, opening fully, being available to spirit for the most divine expression and message that needs to be brought forth right here, right now. And so it is. So the artistry of addiction, because life is a work of art, right? It really is a work of art. And just like some works of art may be deemed masterpieces by some, others may look at that very same work of art and say, what the fuck is that? Right? I know my myself. I, I enjoy art. There's some art I love and some art I look at and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't like it. Right? <laughs> I don't understand why somebody would pay any money to have that. But that doesn't make it any less art. Right? It's like we all have our preferences. Like I don't really love modern 
art, right? I don't really get it. I don't really understand it. I don't see the brilliance in it the way that I see the brilliance and depth in a painting by Salvador Dali or Vincent van Gogh, who happen to be my favorite artists, right? But does that mean that that other work of art that I am looking at and I say, I don't get it, does that make it any less of a creation? Does that make it any less of a work of art? No, right? And the same way some of you may look at a Dolly or look at a Van Gogh and be like, I don't get it. That is ugly. I don't understand it, right? Like Salvador Dali's paintings creep it, creep a lot of people out, right? They're very, there's a lot in there and a lot of people don't like them and that's okay. They're still brilliant, right? And so my point here today is that it's all brilliance. It's all art. It is all creativity and it is all the creative process in form. And the creative process is the unfoldment of the divine through each and every one of us. And that my friends includes addiction. It includes codependency. It includes our disorders. It includes our dis-ease. It includes our dysfunction. It includes every single bit of it. So let's do this, right? Let's have this conversation today that I am extremely excited about having. There's a quote by Maya Angelou, who we all know was just such a beautiful artist of words. And she said, everybody born comes from the creator trailing wisps of glory. We come from the creator with creativity. I think that each one of us is born with creativity. And I really agree with that, right? So what is it that happens if each one of us is born with this inherent creativity that is the divine in motion? What happens? Why does that creativity become so inverted for some of us? How can it become so destructive for some of us, right? And one of the most beautiful things about this conversation is the piece where we get to talk about the fact that we don't have to understand one another's creations or creativity, because that's not what it is for, right? Your creations and your creativity is not for me to understand. I mean, if I do understand it and I resonate with it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's wonderful too, but that's not the point, right? And I think that in today's world, that's where we get it really mixed up in that there's this idea that everybody has to approve of everybody or everybody has to understand everybody else. And there's a lot of ideals and things being forced upon people who are like, I actually don't agree with that, right? And that's where we start to just really kind of zoom out and look at it collectively, because that's where this, this process can really kind of like lose its beauty. And so what was beautiful when it was over there being in its unique expression now becomes oppressive when it's all over the place, trying to force everyone to understand it and worship it as like a a, a valuable piece of art. Right. I don't know about each one of you, but do you want to be told what you have to look at 
as beautiful or do you want to be able to decide what is beautiful for you because it truly resonates in your heart space now one more piece to this before we carry on this conversation the expansion of this is that we get to begin to learn how to not and this is where the artistry of addiction comes in this is where we get to learn how to not judge that thing that maybe we don't think is such a beautiful expression as this thing over here. So coming back to the art again, okay, over here I have a, a Dolly or a Van Gogh and here I am and I'm like, I love this. I want these paintings all over my house. But over there, there's, I don't know, some lines and squares with a little bit of yellow and somebody else is like, nope, this is the only thing that is art and you have to love this art. Otherwise, you're this horrible person. You have to have this art in your home. Like, I'm gonna, I don't want that, right? I want to be able to choose the art that I want. Doesn't mean I have to, judge that other art. It just simply means I get to choose because I'm free and sovereign. And what may be beautiful for me may not be beautiful for somebody else. And what may be beautiful for them may not be beautiful for me. And that gets to be okay. All right. So now we're going to bring this to the artistry of addiction and the artistry of life in general, because we don't have to understand each other's life choices right? I have no idea where your life choices and expressions are leading you. I don't see the bigger picture of your life. I am not the divine, right? I am an aspect of the divine. I am an individualized expression of the divine, which means I only have my relative perspective at any point in time. Yes, I can zoom out somewhat and connect and commune and harmonize and see it from higher and higher levels. But do I yet have the ability to zoom out and see the whole picture for everybody? No, that would, that would drive us crazy as individuals, right? So we have no idea where something is taking someone, okay? So it's the same thing, right? Even in our own lives, we often have no idea where our own choices and decisions are leading us, right? Give me a yes if you know damn well that when you were making certain decisions or choices, you had no idea that they were actually going to be catalysts for some things down the line that you never could have seen coming at the time you were making those decisions, right? So that's what I'm getting to here. That's how addiction can actually be artistry, right? Can something as destructive as addiction or as destructive as codependency, can it be art? Can it be art? What do you guys think? My say is that it depends on how you look at it, right? Let's take the birthing process, for example. So when a woman is about to give birth and she's ready, for, the baby's ready to come out, right? And even with C-sections, when I was in nursing school, I did a semester in, um, you know, uh, OB-GYN. And so I got to see all of these processes unfolding. And I got to see what it looked like when a woman gave birth, you know, naturally, or when she had a C-section, I got to see all the things. And I'm going to tell you right now, every single one of the processes at times was very chaotic and overwhelming. And it was just like, oh my goodness. And if you didn't know what was happening, you would think that there was destruction happening. You would think, oh my God, right? There's all this stuff happening and screams and pain and blood and flu and all the things, right? But then there is this moment where all of a sudden it shifts and it's like, here is this new life, right? I have chills thinking about it. Here is this new baby, this new life, 
right? And this doesn't just go for humans. This goes for animals too. We see it all over the natural world where it's like, it almost seems like there's this destruction, but then boom, look at it in nature. There can be a forest fire, right? That decimates a whole forest that happens naturally. And then boom, from that, there's this entire new cycle of growth that is born, right? So the answer to this question is how can something so destructive be artistry is that when we actually can look and see that it's not separate, destruction and creation are not separate. Just like that chaos during a birthing process or while the fire is raging, it is not separate to then the life that emerges out of that. It's not separate to the new growth that emerges from the area of the forest that was burned, right? Because it was the burning, it was the birthing process that created the space for that new expression, that new life to unfold, right? So what if, what if we looked at addiction? What if we looked at codependency? What if we looked at these struggles as artistry? What if it wasn't just this destructive thing that we had to judge from a place of not understanding it because we were able to understand that whatever that person was creating for themselves, whether we understood it or not, whether we would choose it for ourselves or not, was 100% part of their own expression, part of their own journey, Part of the thing that was going to be the catalyst for them rebirthing or then moving into creation, because just like everything, there's cycles, right? There's cycles. And this is what I love about the Hindu pantheon is that they have all of these different deities, right? And there's all these different faces of the deities, but they understand that each one of those doesn't matter whether it's Shiva or Shakti or Vishnu or Lakshmi or Ganesha, like, right? They're all the one thing, the Brahma, the Brahmin. They understand this. They haven't forgotten this. In our world, especially in a lot of Western thought, we've been very cultivated and conditioned to kind of see all of this separation and things. And this even comes back to our connection with the divine, with source, with spirit, with God, right? Because when you take God and you make God patriarchal, you remove the feminine aspect of God, right? And we need both. We need all of it. We need all the aspects, right? Because that's both. That's the cycles of the destruction and the creation as part of the one thing, which means they're not separate, which means if you zoom out enough, it's all just creation happening. It's just different ebbs and flows in creation, so for me personally, to bring this down to uh, you know a very relatable level, for me personally, as I went through my life, I was in a lot of destruction, right? When I was struggling with addiction, I took my addiction to very, very, very low places. Some of you know more about my story. Some of you are new to it. Um, my addiction led me to IV drug use. I was strung out on heroin by the time I was 18 years old and I was shooting heroin IV. Um, and then I kind of sobered up a little bit in my early twenties. I got in a bunch of trouble 
And I was like, okay, I think I need to like try to really give this a break. So I got sober for about a year where I was in a treatment center the whole time. Then I started working. Then I started drinking and I totally was buying into the idea that I could drink because it wasn't heavy drugs, but even my drinking got destructive, right? I would drive under the influence, get flat tires, hit curbs. Thank God I never hurt anyone else. I would hurt myself. Um, you know, I would destroy relationships. I was so insecure. My body was toxic. I was angry. I was resentful. And then sure enough, I got cancer when I was 28, right? I gave myself this out when I was 28 years old. But in that moment of having cancer, I actually chose to live. And the whole time I was um, getting treated for my cancer, not once did I think I am going to die. I just decided I was going to live. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I decided I wasn't ready to go. Got my shit together again for a little while. Then again, destructively ran away from my entire life that I was building in nursing school. I had a partner. I was traveling. was relatively keeping it together. Took off for California. Got to California. But guess what? There I was. There I was. And sure enough, I found myself back in this destructive cycles of IV drug use again, which took it even deeper where then I was even uh, doing IV cocaine and it just got very bad, very fast. And I found myself in the depths of destruction very, very, very fast. And then when I got sober, right, I had this awakening. And as I started on my metaphysical journey and my spiritual practitioner journey, I was able to start seeing how perfectly my creation of suffering had been. I was able to see how precisely I had created my addiction. Every detail of it was perfection, perfectly painted by me, by the hand that is me creating the masterpiece of my life. Because without every single depth of suffering, of despair, of destruction, of questioning if I should end my life, of wondering if I was just going to die from an overdose, of really sitting in the, the depths of despair and wondering, is this all there is? This can't be all there is, right? And I'm curious how many of you have felt that, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you were strung out on IV drugs that like I was, right? It could just be you're just tapped out from the destructive cycles of codependency in your relationship or just the, the, the drama that keeps unfolding in your life or the people that maybe keep just lying to you, whatever, however it's unfolding for you, right? Just when you get to that point where you're so exhausted by it and you're wondering in between, is this all there is? No, there has to be more, <laughs> right? And that is that moment. That's the moment of birth. That's the moment the forest fire goes out and the rain falls and new growth starts to germinate and take root and seed and sprout, right? In your consciousness, in each one of our own consciousness, we have this moment of this can't be all there is. And we're looking at our own art. We're looking at our own painting, the darkest of paintings that we have been able to craft, right? And it's desolation. But but who's to say that there's not beauty in that painting? That's what I'm saying. You look at Salvador Dali's paintings. They're dark. Some of them are laden with heavy emotions and destruction and pain and questioning and but it's still beautiful, right? Because there's beauty in that too. 
And then there's this catalyst that happens where another seed is planted. And sometimes it's not. Like, I understand that too. Sometimes it's not. Right? Sometimes the seed that's planted is we choose to continue on that same path. And who's to, like, that's the artistry too. Right? George Bernard Shaw, Bernard Shaw said that imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire. You will what you imagine. And at last, you create what you will. And I just feel like this is the perfect summation, right? Because it, it, it's just that. Our imagination is our artistry. And there is no rule or law or direction out there that is telling us how to use our imagination. That's a result of our programming, our DNA, our lineage, and our own subconscious and conscious thoughts and beliefs. Right? We imagine what we desire. So yes, no, I didn't sit there and imagine drug addiction for myself, but I imagined being free from the overwhelm and the pain and the inundation of everything that I was feeling. I imagined being able to live in peaceful kind of numbness. So because my capacity, my belief system, my identity didn't have the key of knowing that I could create that through spiritual connection, I created it through destruction and addiction, right? And you better believe I willed what I imagined and then I created what I willed. And that was my work of art. And now my work of art is very different, right? Now my work of art is expansion. It is prosperity. It is bringing my mission to the world. It is taking everything that I have experienced and weaving it into this beautiful masterpiece, this symphony that is my life and my purpose and my experience and my wisdom that I get to pass on to each of one of you who wants to receive it, right? And now, so now I am creating because I am willing expansion. My will is in line with evolution. I have spent time imagining a new world, a new earth, right? An evolved earth where we are all coming into the knowing of our own power and we're creating and we're expressing and we are in full knowing of ourselves as the divine embodied and that the creativity is the spark of the divine within each one of us. Knowing fully a world where we're taught from a young age that imagination is the beginning of creation. It is not something to shut down. That is the world I am imagining. And I know that every single moment of quote, quote, destruction that I created for myself, every moment of my addiction, my dramas, my sicknesses, my dysfunction, and my disease have played a direct role. There is no separation between those things and my artistry of my life now. I couldn't have had one without the other. All of my addiction is the paints. It is the emotion. It is the energy. It is the frequency that is being put into this symphony that is my life. And so it is for each one of you. This is what I know to be true. So I ask each and every one of you as we close this conversation out, what is the art you want to leave the world? What is the symphony? What is the creation? What is the grand masterpiece? What is it that you want to plant the seeds of in your imagination for yourself, for the world, for the collective? What is it?
please feel free to share it with me. If you want to reach out on social media, I would love to share these out to the world. I can shout you out or do it anonymously, but I would just love, this would light me up to hear from you. So reach out to me at I am Lynn's Caracardi on Instagram or Lynn's Caracardi on Facebook. You can find me there. And if you are ready to dive deep into your own healing, then of course I invite you to come in and do this work. Let's do some, some conscious reprogramming. Let's do some E4 trauma. Let's just get new into the expansion. Come into our community. I look forward to hearing from you all. What I know to be true is that each one of you is a divine, powerful, powerful creator. And that no matter what you've been experiencing, whether it's been addiction or codependency, whatever, that it is your artistry and you are the artist. Thank you all for being here and I'll see you guys next time. Go forth, be wildly you, spread your magic, have it all. Hey, Divine Badass. Thanks again for tuning in and being here on Detoxing from the Matrix, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. If you know someone who would benefit from our illuminating conversations, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with a friend. And if you loved this episode or the podcast as a whole, don't forget to leave a review. It really helps spread the message and expand the collective. Don't hesitate to connect with me over on the socials. You can find me all over the place at I am Lynn's Caracardi. I've really been having a blast over on TikTok with some great content and conversations. You can also find me on IG or in my Facebook community, The Money Matrix Detox. Be sure to check out the links below in the description for all the connections on social media, other ways we can connect, some free gifts and resources that will support your own awakening ascension, as well as ways that we can work together.